back in everyone to another fantastic episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined by two fabulous artists who have a great show coming up. Joining us, we have the director, Dominica Zavada, and the actress, Annie Kafalis, who are part of Between Us Theater Company's presentation of The Amish Project. It's playing September 28th through October 8th at the Secret Theater, and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting ticketsource.us. We're very excited about bringing this show to you and getting more information out to you. So let's go ahead and bring on our guests, Dominica and Annie. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Hi, thank, thank you. you for having us. So glad that you were able to join us today. And I'm excited about this show that you have called The Amish Project. I'm so intrigued by what it's about. So why don't I start, Dominica, with you? Can you tell us a little bit about what this show is and is about? So The Amish Project, it's a actually a, it's a fictional story about a real event that happened in 2006. Yes, 2006 in Nickel Mines. And it was a real shooting in the schoolhouse uh, within the Amish community. And the writer was so taken by it that she decided to write a story about seven different characters more or less involved within the event. And our wonderful actress, Annie, is going to portray all of them. So it's a wonderful one-woman show, and Annie is going to show us seven different characters, which is super exciting. I remember hearing about this horrible event. Oh my gosh, yes, wow. So, Dominica, how did you come upon this particular piece of theater? So the story goes actually back to Annie. That's why I'm so glad that she could join us. I think it was March, March or February. Annie got in contact with me saying, hey, Dom, I I would like to do this show and I would love it if you could, you know, if you could direct it. So I was, first of all, really, really excited that she thought of me and that she wanted me to be her director. So I looked through the story, looked through the script, and it was it was something because one, the story is it's pretty heavy story, very dark, and it's a one it's an unusual story. And doing a one woman show in New York, really anywhere, it's it's not an easy thing because you need to bring audience, you you need to keep it exciting. So it was a challenge at first, but honestly, I am so proud of Annie and everything she's done. She's been working really hard and we've, we, we, we made our own show, actually. We, we have our own take on certain things and I am really, really happy with it and I can't wait to bring it to theater. But I would love Annie to talk a little bit more about it. <laughs> Yes, I, I want to bring Annie in on this because I also want to know, how did you come upon this this show and this text? So when I was a freshman in college, I went to see this show. I was starting out as a theater major at Marquette University in Wisconsin. And I saw the Amish Project at the Milwaukee Rep Theater. 
and I had never seen anything like it. I I had heard of the story before. I think Lifetime did a movie about it because it was such this impactful thing to have happened. Yes, it was a shooting. Unfortunately, they're very common, but it was what happened afterwards in the Amish and non-Amish community that made it such this really profound story. And I remember watching this woman play seven people and little 18 year old me was like, wow, that looks hard, but I love that sort of storytelling. I feel like the aspect of storytelling is the most unique thing about the show. So I did it at Marquette for my senior thesis five years ago. And I loved it. It was very great to try it. And then flash forward five, five years now, and I thought that the piece is still very impactful. Unfortunately, today, a lot of the, the negative themes are still around, which is horrible. But part of my own personal way of dealing with these sort of things is through art. And I'm sure many people can relate to that. So I brought it up and I, I love Dom. She's fantastic. So I brought it up to her. And then the people at Between Us Theater, our really great friends, Emil, Moshi, and Zen, were all on board for it. As a piece of text, it's very daunting and very odd to read, but seeing it is very different. So I would say if anyone has read it, watching this and reading it, it's like Shakespeare. It's two very different things. And I'm really excited to try it round two of this. So cool. And I want to build on what you just left off on. I want to ask, what has it been like developing this iteration of the Amish project as you're getting ready to open the show? It's in, I have never, I have not had the opportunity to do a show twice, like the same show twice in my life. So this is the first time I've ever done one show in two different periods of my performance life. It feels like a weird resurrection, but also a completely different take on it. It feels it feels more grounded this time. And a lot of it has to do with the perspective Dom and I are going from and the space that we're in and how what we're doing to the characters, because there's seven of them and you have to go between dialects, you have to go between posture through whatever, you have to be so convincing in all seven people or else the audience is lost. So developing that has been this really fun world of make-believe, not in the story itself, but in the characters. And it's brought up conversations we've had about storytelling. What I think some theater misses here and there is just the art of storytelling. Like spectacle is one thing, but just storytelling and meeting different people and peering through seven different worlds because it is one story, but it's from seven worlds. And that's an aspect in theater that I really admire. And I don't see that every time I go to a show, not that not every show is wonderful, but I find that pretty unique. So it's been really cool to what go, okay, what is our version of the storytelling? And it's been really fun. I, if I would say it was, it's hard, but to be honest with you, the hard part is just, talking for an hour <laughs> like this hasn't been that difficult this time last time it was so hard for baby Annie but now it hasn't been hard it's been really really fun and really enjoyable and really moving that's wonderful that sounds like a lot though I mean that does sound like a lot you know I want to turn back to you Dominica and ask what is the message or the thought you're hoping that audiences will take away from the Amish project? 
I will I will start with what I really don't want to focus on. The piece is not about gun violence. In no way we're tackling that. We're talking. The focus of the story for me is compassion and understanding, trying to understand another person. Because very often we go throughout days and we judge person based on our own experience. We see somebody behave and we just put our own experience on them without taking that extra second and wondering what is this person going through? Why did he or she behave like that? Why is she saying this or that word? And I feel like the story, the Amish project really shows you those seven different stories and those people trying to explain what they are going through and what has happened to them. And there are many moments in there where you go, where Annie goes from one person doing something to the other person and they go literally one sentence to the other sentence and she changes super quickly. And within those seconds, she shows what is one person thinking and, and seeing in the world to the other person, how she or he thinks and sees things in the world. So what I'm hoping really is that when people get out of the theater, everyone will have a different story to say. Everyone will have different interpretation because again, we're going to be we're going to be looking at seven different stories. And I think everyone will be able if following the story to find themselves in either character 1 or 2 or 3 and maybe take a second to think about the other person and have some more compassion towards each other because we're all going through things every single day and we're always thinking me 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 and forgetting okay what can i do for the other person that's lovely i love that i love that the focus is or you want the focus not to be on gun violence but on something else so i love that absolutely i think there there where it's not a political statement. No, it's art. Yes. Annie, you, with you playing seven different characters, wearing seven different hats, what is the message or thought you're hoping that audiences will take away? It sounds cheesy, but exactly what Dom said. This show is not a political statement. We are not anti or for guns. We are not anti or for religion. It's just... Putting all of that aside, which people rarely do in these circumstances, but if you put all of that aside, you do see a story about perspectives and trying to hear each other out. That's never justifying any horrible acts, but it's the wave of what happens after from the people that are affected by it. And that is what my hope is with the seven people. They're very different. It ranges from my, the youngest is a six-year-old girl and the oldest is like a 55-year-old man. And we hit every single other age range and in there. But yeah, that's that's my hope is that people, there will be many, there will be some times when the, the story is so much about the event, but it's for a very like five minutes. And then the event itself is in your head as a reference but it's more about what someone has to say about it, how it affects them or people listening to each other. Most of the time, the answer sadly is no. And there's even more characters that aren't 
portrayed in the show. It's not just seven people. There's other people that are mentioned. There's other people that are talked about consistently. And there are all 10 of the girls who are the victims. Only two of them have a voice in this. So there's a lot of background characters that also keep the story moving. So I would, it was my hope that people focus on the aspect of storytelling. And yeah, it would be nice if people watch this and went, wow, that's really impressive that she went through seven people in one time. So that's, that's my hope. I love that. Two great ideas that you want the audiences to take away with. I love that. My final question for this first part of the interview is, who do you hope have access to the Amish project? And Annie, I'd like to start with you on that. My answer is very lame, but it's everyone. I I um, have had a lot of people that are not artists come see this show the first time I did it. And I remember how incredibly impacted they specifically were by this. So I, I, I mean, I hope all people come to see it, artists especially, because artists always have a massive appreciation for other art like this. But the people that maybe don't go off the beaten path to see shows that are not on Broadway, I think would really enjoy this experience because there isn't anything that's on Broadway continuously that is like this. A wonderful answer. I love that. Dominica, what about you? One of the biggest messages of our theater, which is between us, is accessibility, meaning that we're not trying to exclude anyone. I don't think this this piece is for anyone specifically, it's really for everyone. And again, I know that sounds very cheesy and lame, but it's true. I, I feel like everyone should have the access to it. That's why also we didn't want to make the tickets expensive. We wanted to keep them high enough for us to be able to pay for what we have to pay for, but also low enough to make it accessible. Because very often we see outside friends going and doing shows and they have to ask for 20 plus maybe 30 plus dollars but truth is that's a lot of money and while while Broadway is selling tickets for that money too 30 plus 40 plus you can get the cheapest tickets so obviously the choice it becomes simple I'm gonna go and see Broadway so I believe that lowering the prices as much as we can will bring as many people as possible or we'll, we'll let them decide, uh, make the decision easier of, okay, let me go and see it because it's not gonna cost me a lot of money. Yeah. second part of the interview i want to let our listeners have a chance to get to know the two of you a little bit better and i want to start with our regular first question which is what or who inspires you what playwrights composers or shows have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites and dominica can i start with you first on that okay the 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 big question to tell you the truth i so i started really really with musical theater i am forever in love with broadway and sing singing that's my thing 
And I have to say, I my all-time favorite and almost like a guru is Steven Sondheim. Was he still is for me? I he's difficult. His music and shows are difficult, but in a way that makes you think. Nothing that he wrote was out of ordinary. He thought of every single note that he put in in the shows. Even if you if you study the music of just Into the Woods, every single repetition means something. It comes, for example, from that character or this character. So he's the master for me of building musical character around characters. And that's for me just so wonderful. So I am a huge fan of all of his work. And I would say that is that that is who I look up to a lot, a lot. Besides that, I I don't think I can pinpoint any other person because I try to follow all of the, you know, legit. I'm gonna call it legit. I don't know if that's correct. All the old school musical theater actors. Bernadette Peters. I loved always watching Bernadette Peters in Sunday in the Park with George, for example. My favorite thing. So I, I cannot say one person except for favorite composer when it comes to that. That is so lovely, though. I love that. <laughs> Annie, how about you? What are who inspires you? I did not start a musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have such a love for musical theater. I am for I've all when I was trained, I've always been trained just in straight acting, as they call it. But BB Newworth is actually one of my favorite artists ever. I love that woman. And I also love Frasier. I have a very soft spot for Frasier and Cheers. So I think she's phenomenal. Chicago is a musical. Chicago and Moulin Rouge are two musicals that I have seen repeatedly. And would love to be in a community theater production of one day. <laughs> because I'm not, I can't be on Broadway in those roles. Annie, and in terms of like plays, I'm really big into female playwrights that have a lot to say. Annie Baker, Ruby Ray Spiegel is a really great playwright as well. Yeah, that's kind of, and I'm thinking of like other performers. I, this is so cliche, but most performers I see regardless inspire me. I can name like 50 actors that I've worked with that inspire me. But also I have a soft spot for Shakespeare because I studied classical acting. I got my master's in classical acting in London. So I have a little soft spot for some of the really intense female characters in Shakespeare. Lady Macbeth would be one of them. Yeah. Those kind of roles inspire me because it's not just the performers. For me, it's usually a role that inspires me or a piece. I think performers are all wonderful and incredible and I love watching them do their thing but reading or seeing a really good role makes me want to just like yeah. sink my teeth into it yes oh I completely agree wonderful list there wonderful I know you both have been very busy getting ready for opening which is coming up on the 28th but have either of you seen any great theater lately you might be able to recommend to our listeners I have the most recent, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say two. One isn't playing anymore, but it had a huge influence actually on this show for me. I was lucky enough to sit in the second row of um, Doll's House by playing Jessica Chastain. 
And I died. I died in that seat. I didn't want to leave. Yeah. It was amazing. I loved the minimalistic approach. I loved the the acting and also the music choices. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. It was fabulous. And the moment I was on my phone, it, I will never forget it, I think. First of all, I love Jessica Chastain. She's phenomenal. But I'm sitting, the curtains are down. I'm sitting and just checking the the playbill. And, you know, the music goes on. It's very, very drony music. And then all of a sudden I'm just looking up and there she is like looking right in my eyes. And I just, I just felt so seen, but also so drawn immediately into the story even though nothing was said, that my heart just stopped. <laughs> and I, I I, actually, I don't know how many people got a chance to see it, but I, maybe I hope they will bring it back. It was fantastic. And the second, so it did have a huge impact on what we're doing with the Amish project. I'm not saying I'm stealing ideas. I'm being inspired. That's how I call it. And second one, actually, I just went to see The Shark is Broken. I don't know if you saw it. It was pretty good i enjoyed it very much it's a great story i love i love jaws my boyfriend loves them even more so that's why we went but it was it was really interesting to see it yeah so that's my take on that <laughs> Tom, i also just saw that show i saw it a couple weeks ago it was good. Yeah, I was just going to say the shark, shark is broken. I Something that re- it's not on anymore, but something that really had me thinking about different medi- uh, mediums of art is Grey House. And the reason I say that is because I've never, with the exception of like, like we said, Macbeth, I've never seen like a horror film on stage before. And I really had appreciation for that. I'm not a horror film person. But watching it on stage was really, really interesting and really cool. And I kind of like the fact that my brain for the next couple of days was consumed by figuring out what the hell happened in that story. That's fantastic. Yeah, all great suggestions right there. All solid, great suggestions. I loved all of those. And they were all, they're all different. They all come from a different place. You know, great drama, great horror, great comedy. Wonderful there. So thank you for those. I want to ask you two now, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? And Annie, I would love to start with you on that. I love the imagination. I direct and I act. So I'm trying to think of a common denominator there of just, I love playing. And it's such a simple term. And you think when you say playing, you think of like a kid playing, but adults play in many different forms. And the way that the fact that there is a there is a career that you get to play and hopefully make money and have people play with you that have the same imaginations, same drive. I love that. I think performing gives me this joy and this rush that I don't think any amount of medication or exercise or anything could give me it makes me feel at my peak the mo- the most alive all I thought about was Sondheim company being alive and to do that with other people that have the same feeling about it is like combining forces and 
just making art and art is everywhere. It's on your phone, it's on the TV, it's on stage. It's when you're walking down the street, it's everywhere. And I love being able to provide joy and make people feel things, take people away from their normal life for a while and put them in something that maybe they, they, maybe a world they haven't thought about going in before. And they've decided to come in for a little bit. I love that. I think that's my favorite part. Besides the people, the people are wonderful. The people are amazing. So much fun. We, even though it's a dark story, we have so much fun, like creating and presenting and just seeing where we can go with it. That's my answer. Love that. Dominica, what about you? So I'm going to answer from both sides as a director and as a, as an actress for me as an actress, what I love the most, it is that play thing, but it's those, it's the stepping into different life into creating your own different reality within a character and also being able to live it through from the beginning till the end. I do also acting on film, but that's just that's just not the same. It's fun, but you just do it one time, maybe five, five times, depends how many takes you need to do, but you get that one window and then you jump into another one and another, and they probably are not even chronological. When you're in theater, you just really get to live through that whole maybe life or a moment of that character and you don't get to break it and I love that you just forget about the whole world and just do that one thing and be someone else for a little bit but not not only someone else but you try to find yourself within that character so you try to again find compassion looking at what makes that character that character what ticks them and maybe how do you associate yourself with that character? So that's what I love. As a director, I love digging into characters. Again, it's it's from the creating perspective, but still the same. It's looking what makes the other person say this or that word and helping the actor get there, helping them find the circumstances and, and motivation to to do that certain thing. So yeah, I love theater. (laughs) I love that answer as well. That's such a wonderful answer. Oh my gosh, both of you, that's fantastic. We've now arrived at my favorite question to ask guests, and that is, what is your favorite theater memory? My, actually my first memory ever is being on stage. I don't have any memories of being, I think I was two or three, except my first memories being backstage. And I remember looking up and being like, these walls are so big. And there's, I was in like a dance recital, like a little tutu doing animal crackers in my soup. (laughs) I I killed it. Not going to lie. But I remember being backstage and looking at all of these, like the, adult ballerinas and all these other girls and that's my first memory and I don't think I put it together until we were watching home videos with my parents years ago and they had the video of that and I had this like visceral almost like in the movie version it'd be like a flashback 
back into like that memory of little me backstage going like this in this little red tutu. So that's that's my favorite because it's my first memory ever. And I I have so many wonderful memories of being on stage and directing. I think my favorite memory as an adult, <laughs> not a child, is I got to perform King Lear in London. I was Cordelia. And that was really fun. And that was really challenging. And that was really, really great to do it. London's my favorite city so far that I've lived in. So that was really, really great. Amazing. That the two amazing memories. Wow. Thank you for those. Dominica, what about you? So I was thinking about it long actually, because I read it on the list of your questions. And I found it really difficult. But now talking about backstage, I remember when I went to see my first musical, it was in Poland, I'm Polish, and I saw Phantom of the Opera. And I remember it just like just like the doll's house, but this this was my very first experience watching a musical and I just fell in love head over heels. I there was just that that feeling of this immense appreciation and love for what I just saw that I never felt before. And I didn't, again, I like any, I didn't put it together. I, it wasn't like, this is what I want to do. No, it was just that love. And then it eventually transformed into me doing it. But that was my off stage, not being on stage experience on stage again. Yeah. Many, many wonderful moments. I think the most challenging and but at the same time very gratifying experience was when I was playing Miss Ju Miss Julie Miss Julie depending how how you pronounce it I was playing Miss Julie by August Streamberg in play by August Streamberg and it was a two person no three persons play don't know if you know it but it was it was it was heavy it was a I think I had like fifty pages of dialogue. And it was my first really heavy, heavy play. But the experience of that was amazing. I got to run around. I got to run around a table with a big cotton board and blood and chase the men that I just slept with in the play and scream madly, madly scream. I loved it. I loved it so much but yeah so that was the, the the most insane I think and weird thing I did but it was great I love that how fun thank you both for those incredible memories those were amazing do either of you have any other projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you so I'm currently uh, directing also Heather's the musical by Secret Theater Academy in Queens. It is an amateur production, but still it's going to be a lot of fun because we're working really hard and we're getting all of the costumes. The music is great. The kids are really good. The adults are played by adults. So I think it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful production. And I highly recommend to come by and see it if you're in Queens. We have a wonderful choreographer and music director and me. And the theater is great. It's the same theater as the Amish Project. So I highly recommend to come and see it. 
I love it. That's a great show. Wonderful show. A show that I've been directing in London and Edinburgh since last year is coming to New York to do its American premiere. It is another one woman show because apparently that's all I like to do. And it's one of my friends from grad school. And she and I wrote this play called The Six Stages of a Breakup about a woman that does a podcast about a breakup and goes through it. It's a comedy as sad as the subject sounds and it's our american premiere and it's in it's in part of the new york theater festival it's literally the weekend after amish project closes wow so it's i but you know what after you've directed something this is our sixth time doing it it's pretty easy for the director so it's got it's yeah. not too bad that it's going to be happening the week after so that'll be october 13th and 15th amazing lots of going ons with the both of you this is fantastic and a good lead into my final question which is if our listeners would like more information about the amish project or about either of you perhaps they'd like to reach out to you how can they do so the best way for to reach us is to go to our website between us theater co.org and over there you can find all our projects and the top one is the Amish project you can buy the tickets right over there it will lead you to a website which is ticket source and we absolutely hope you get your tickets to come and see Annie because she is fabulous and you don't want to miss it thanks Dom Dom is fabulous <laughs> I mean, can't see her she's always there yeah I would say the same thing, the website between us. And then our Instagram page, between us as an Instagram page as well. And then through that, if you're interested in contacting us, we are, you will find us on that page as well. Yeah, I'd get, I'd get your tickets now. I wouldn't wait. I would do it. Well, Dominica, Annie, thank you both for taking the time to speak with me about this really powerful and fantastic show. I am honored to have you both here and I'm excited for your show. So thank you both for stopping by. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and all the best with your future podcasts. We can't wait to hear them. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you. My guests today have been the director, Dominika Zavada, and the actress, Annie Kafalis, who are part of Between Us Theatre Company's presentation of The Amish Project. It's playing September 28th through October 8th at The Secret Theatre, and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting ticketsource.us. I would highly recommend you get your tickets now. This is going to sell out. The show is a powerful story. It's fantastic. And who doesn't love seeing a person play seven different actors? I mean, that's incredible. We also have some other contact points for the show and our guests that we'll be posting on our social media as well as on our episode description. So make sure to check that out. But right now, head to ticketsource.us and get your tickets for the Amish Project playing September 28th through October 8th. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater in a stage whisper. Thank you. Town, met in a foreign land, 
If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. And the lines of all-